Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark's Movie Reviews, a spoiler-free discussion detailing the good, the bad, and the downright ridiculous of anime movies. I'm your host, Alex, and joining me tonight, I have our czar of source material, John. It's way too early for this. <laughs> it's pretty early for me to do this, too. <laughs> and we have our Shubri of Shota Shotaro. No champagne? No cocaine? Why am I here? <laughs> what? Uh, anyway... <laughs> So we are here tonight to do a uh, movie review of, I, I think, a movie that both myself and John have found uh, fond memories of for many years now, and that's Interstellar Four Five, which I recently learned is how you're supposed to say it. I've oh. always been pronouncing it Interstellar Fifty Five Fifty Five. Oh shit! See, I've always pronounced it Interstellar Five 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 Five, like if yeah, I did Five 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 Five. But it's apparently, but apparently you're, you're you're supposed to pronounce it four or five. The story of the secret star system. Um, this is kind of uh, timely, I guess you would say, John, because uh, of the news last week that Daft Punk has broken up after 28 years together. Well, they've retired. Yeah, well, true. I mean, I I have a feeling that they're both going to still be in the music industry in some capacity. Well, I mean. It doesn't come to as a surprise because they haven't toured in like three years. They haven't released an mm. album in like eight or something. <laughs> yeah. I like how there was a lot of memes going around. Like people were saying Daft Punk hasn't released a video on YouTube in a while. And then they finally do. And it's like epilogue. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind of surprise you can get. <laughs> yeah. But uh, RIP, man. I mean. Yeah. They definitely have not changed and adopted well enough to the current era of music, I would say, because their later releases are just like, they, they're just different, very different. But, I mean, I wish them the best in their future endeavors. I mean, they're, they're pretty old now, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're both, they're both in their 50s, I believe. Um, so, they've been around for a while, uh, but we're here tonight to talk about this fantastic anime movie um so a little bit of background information as we always do for these movie reviews so this uh movie which is essentially a collection of music videos that are strung together to make a coherent story uh was directed by uh, kazuhisa takanushi or takanoshi if i could fucking pronounce this right um is probably the thing he's known most for is working on both the original dragon ball and dragon ball z uh, it was supervised by Leiji Matsumoto, who is known for just any kind of epic space opera you know in anime. He probably worked on in some way, uh, like Captain Harlock, Space Battleship Yamato, Galaxy Express 999. Uh, this is produced by Toei Animation, again, probably best known for being the Dragon Ball Studio. Well, and also like early early 2000s was just Toei was the big dog on the scene. Oh, true. True, true, true. To Toei was definitely... I mean, Dragon Ball is still kind of big in, in anime, but, like, Toei just doesn't have... The, the name Toei doesn't have the weight it used to have. No, definitely not. Um, so this movie was originally released in France in, uh, on May 18th, 2003, and it had a worldwide, worldwide release on May 28th. So uh, this is actually a example of an anime that premiered outside of Japan before it premiered in it. Uh not not too many of those uh maybe like four or five um the entire is it really anime then <laughs> a court probably according to mal no uh, 
Well, listen, it was um, made by Toei, dude. Come on. <laughs> like, if it's not released in Japan, it's not anime. Oh, my God. Oh, it was released in Japan. It was just released in Japan after it, it was released in France. It's not debuted in Japan. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. released at what we know now as the International Film Festival in France. Yes. The epitome. Uh, the entire of... movie the entire movie is based on uh Daft Punk's second studio album, Discovery. Uh Daft Punk themselves actually came up with the concept of this movie while they were recording Discovery. Um which is interesting. I always thought it was the other way around, but apparently it wasn't. I always thought Matsumoto came in the hey, I fucking love your music. Let's make a fucking movie together. No, so the background for this is that the French duo Daft Punk, while making Discovery, were like, hey, what if we just made up this like super crazy story? And then uh, them and I forget the third guy came up with the storyboard and then they sent it to Matsumoto. And Matsumoto's like, yo, sounds cool. Let's make it. So, <laughs> like, and it, that's just crazy, you know, like, because, uh, According to Daft Punk, they've always idolized Matsumoto for his uh, anime because they it's had and manga because they've had a big impact on Daft Punk's childhood lives and music that they make. So while coming up with this, they got to talk to their you know my favorite anime creator director guy, and he was like, "Dude, let's make a project together. Let's collab." <laughs> like, well, that's fucking crazy, right? It is. It is. Especially, like, there was no bag push on it. It's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Let me get some money together. <laughs> uh, speaking of money, so uh, here comes a slightly depressing statistic. So this was made on a budget of $4 million. We don't know what it is because the all the stuff we found doesn't specify the currency. It's it's either $4 million U.S. dollars or $4 million euros, uh, most likely. Uh but either way, that's not a whole lot of money when you're talking about an anime movie. But the really depressing part of this is whether it's dollars or euros, it only made back 46408 <laughs> yeah. That is depressing. Sad. Which is surprising since Daft Punk was really popular at the time. Mm, yeah, for sure. You'd think just the name alone would, would have more weight behind it. Maybe they should have named the movie Daft, put Daft Punk in the name. I think so too. I, I feel like because of the name Interstellar five 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 five, the story, the space story secret, whatever. It's just <laughs> it's a lot, you know. It's like oh, it's just another sci-fi like, movie. <laughs> like that name can't even fit on those like little scrolling names that you see on each of the, the like, um, cinema like entrances you go into the cinema like you don't know mm. what you're going into if you can't even see the name <laughs> there's also That's the true. fact that this released in like 2003 so you know <laughs> children gather around grandpa's got a story to tell back in <laughs> ye old days when the internet wasn't as big as it was now it was really hard to get information <laughs> Yeah, it's true. And before anime was anywhere near as big as it was now, you couldn't get any information on anime outside of like very specific sites that no one knew about. Yeah. So, but who is this targeted for, though? Children? I mean, because I feel like Daft Punk is not something that children listen to. I definitely don't think it was targeted towards children. Again, this is obviously the concept of this and the entire making of it was just a love letter to Matsumoto from Daft Punk. And I think they just wanted to make it. I don't, they obviously did not care about making the money back. Yeah, no, clearly. because I mean, because 
the du- the dev the duo Dev Punk have always said that they considered the movie a success, regardless of how much money it made. So I mean, it was a passion project for them, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's still kind of depressing that it made that little bit of money back, um, because like I I don't I don't know this for a fact, but I don't recall this ever having a. Uh, theatrical release in the United States. So the only the way I saw it originally was on Toonami because back in 2001, while this was actually still being worked on, Toonami I guess somehow got a hold of like the first four quote unquote episodes, i.e. songs, uh, of of this movie and showed it like continuously with no commercial breaks or anything. And like that's how I saw it originally. And then about three or four years later, 2004, 2005, I think they showed it in its entirety one night during its programming block. And like, that was my, number one, that was my first time seeing it. And number two, that was my introduction to Daft Punk as a band or as a duo. Yeah. See, I was introduced to on the radio before. Yeah. Like I did not harder, better, faster. Like everyone used that as a meme song. Or one more time even was really popular. (sighs) I had never heard them on the radio before. I actually saw them on Toonami when they put them on there. Oh. I mean, so <laughs> I discovered them when there's this freaking meme page I used to be a part of, or I, I used to check called Funny Junk. I'm not sure if that's still around, but there was like some fan animation where they put the song Harder, Better, Faster mm-hmm. and to like this like little stupid animation thing, and that's how I discovered Daft Punk. <laughs> Because right after, this is like middle school, so this is way later in life. So right after I like looked up the album, and that's how I actually discovered the Interstellar 4-5 like, movie. <laughs> like, oh, there's an anime movie. Honey, I listened to the radio, so that's how I discovered Daft Punk. But also, mm. I did not realize that Interstellar existed. And I <laughs> discovered Interstellar um, today when I watched it. <laughs> it interesting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. Uh, last bit of background information. Uh, kind of short for an anime movie. Its runtime is just over 60 minutes. It's at 68 minutes. So, I mean, eh. Um, you can get through it really quick. And also, it's one of those things where once you get through watching it, you don't feel like it's been over an hour. Yeah. Because I don't... So, I don't think that because it's an hour long it should be classified as a movie, right? <laughs> like it's, it's feature length. <sighs> what do you think it should be classified as? More like an OVA, but it's a series of music videos to be honest. I mean, yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. classify it as a music video, honestly. True. I mean, it's just a really long music video. Um, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so let's talk about the art. Um, it's, um, it's a product of its time. <laughs> it is old. Holy shit, man. So this is this obviously released in 2003, but the project started in 2000, I believe. Mm. And this is like when you watch it, it's circa 2003 era animation and cell shading. Like <laughs> there's a lot of two to three frames being repeated with strobing lights. Uh, there's it's very Toei. Like you definitely look at it and you're like, oh yeah, this is very 80s 90s Toei, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. The, the whole thing with the repeated frames, though, I mean, that was kind of the norm at the time, uh, especially like late 90s. It was it was a money saving thing for sure. 
<laughs> they blew four million on this fucking whatever. I don't. I, I don't mean, understand. Honestly, how they... I can see that it's four million. I mean, some of the um, visuals are really well done. Like I particularly like the galactic backgrounds. Like they were really detailed and pretty, although mm. they weren't necessarily often showed. Yeah, there are certain that, well, yeah. scenes that are actually very pretty, and like uh, like in um digital love when that song is playing specifically with the fields of like where the dude's in the dream sequence it's actually really yeah. cool i really like yeah. that effect that there's also like that particular song has a lot of really good animation in it like it's probably the most fluid animation in the entire movie i mean yeah. in general animation is really expensive so i'm not surprised when they say that it took four million to make this mm. um I will say one thing I did like, I, I guess this is more of the art design, is like the when you're on the alien planet at the beginning, like the retro future design of all their technology. It's really <laughs> cool. It looks like if you had if you told someone from the 60s to describe what things in the future would look like. Yeah. And again, that's just the age of the animation team showing, you know, and the mm-hmm. art team, because the people who worked on this were probably born in the 60s. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> More than likely. And I also, uh, I also love how stereotypically B. Shoujo the heroine is. She's like Stella. puckered up, hair yes. pooped out, like Listen, thin. I fucking love she's like, Stella. Mm, I am a beautiful woman. She's a fucking bombshell. First I am all. a blonde bombshell. She is freaking beautiful, but. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an aesthetic that I can get on board with. <laughs> but I feel like that's just, again, classic 90s, right? Like, the yeah. shoujo, like, because this is an era of animation where anime didn't look super cartoony in anime. It was, like, a blend of realistic life, but also, like, beautified life. People yeah, were it was far tall. more realistic than the than the very moe style we have today. Yeah, we have moe circly blobs nowadays, where it's like unreal, <laughs> super unrealistic proportions. Back in the nineties, everyone no, used to just be I, super skinny. Yeah, that or no, that's just, way more realistic. Or super muscular. Everyone was either like super skinny or super muscular. There was no in between. Listen, all the cocaine they were doing, everyone was skinny. Anyway, that's very, oh, no. that's very true. Um, <laughs> You're, Ivy, you're not wrong. I mean, every everyone was skinny except for the boobs. Yeah, no, those are fat. Well, yeah. Um, also, watching this last night, it's it's refreshing to see anime characters with actual noses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the thing anime people used to do. Actually care about Remember noses. Remember when anime characters used to actually have fucking noses? <laughs> yeah. That was great. <laughs> um... What else can we say about the movie, though? Let's see. One th- well, one thing to note is, like, when, when there are action sequences in this movie, the, the speed of that action in there is not <laughs> yeah. always consistent. So, freaking in the first, uh, in the first, no, in the second song, because that's when the action starts, <laughs> there's a, when the main guitar guy, he's, like, he, he's running, and it's super yeah. fast running. <laughs> Like it looks so ridiculous. It's like Sanic levels of running. Yeah, it's like gotta go fast. Like, what, what is going? And this is a common theme throughout the entire movie, where whenever there are action sequences or fast-paced sequences, 
it just goes hella fucking fast. Like, mm. they animated it, like, perfectly, and then they hit, hey, you know what, let's hit times two times three speed. <laughs> like, it's, it's so weird. And you gotta it match it up to the beats. I mean, that's obviously why they did it, because there are certainly sequences where, like, it follows. So the entire movie fall revolves around the Discovery discography, right? Like, from mm-hmm. each song from the album of Discovery is the exact order of how the movie is played out. So obviously they did speed up and slow down and have to use repeating frames to match the scene to the song. And and while that works for matching up with the music, it can look hella awkward when it, you're running. It it looks fucking weird, but I mean this and again, this movie was built around this album, right? That's one mm-hmm. of the more unique things about it um and there's no dialogue at all and very minimal no. sound effects. Yeah. Um, and also, like, a lot of the story, quote-unquote, is told through, like, the facial and body language of the k- different characters. And I will say that's one thing it nails pretty good is you never really have to guess what a character is thinking or feeling because you can look at their face and see it. I yeah. mean, sometimes when the characters were supposed to be looking sad, they just looked like they had overdosed on cocaine, so... <laughs> <laughs> Again, very indicative of the era. <laughs> They, I mean, yeah, the era has problems with like expressing emotions properly through facial expressions. But I mean, I get the, I get what they're trying to do. Mm. Yeah, um, and yeah, like like you said, John, like there's no, there are, there's no dialogue in this movie whatsoever. There's not even like subtitles, like you know, in a, a silent film where you're told what the character is supposed to be saying. So you, as the audience member, have to kind of figure out what's kind of going on based on what you're seeing and what you're hearing. And I do like the fact that they did include a little bit of sound effects in some of the songs or over top of some of the songs just to give it that little bit of atmosphere in some of the some of the sequences. Like there's the scene where um oh fuck what's it Shep the the one alien that goes to rescue them. Is, yeah. I I think this is during uh oh shit what uh which song? Uh Night Vision. Night Vision. Uh, where there's like this very soft rain sound that plays over the top of it. I think that was actually a really good choice stylistically. Yeah, they very minimal, but it it works. Like they do have some sound effects, like for the spaceships, or but the rain mm-hmm. sound effects during um even in I believe in Digital Love as well, or not Digital Love, um the other Shep song, uh, something about us, something about us. Yeah, it has the like prelude of the the uh the rain happening and it just sounds so mm-hmm. good and it makes the yeah. song even sadder i was like oh i love this song so much it's one of my favorite songs <laughs> off of the album ah oh, man so speaking about the album uh the scoring in this entire freaking movie is is again it's it revolves around discovery like that's just it there's no sound effects or rather there's very minimal sound effects and every single song is off of this Discovery album in that order, which is a mm. weird way to make a movie, right? It is. I mean, it's it's certainly not standard. I mean, we've gotten other uh, things like this in anime. Uh, you could point to something like Sound and Fury from, what was it, last year or year before last? Um, that was kind of the same thing where basically an entire sequence of... Um, of music videos was built around an already established album. Yeah, that was true. But I felt like Sound and Fury, they 
they didn't make a coherent story and they just made a music video for each song and then strung them together and tried to make yeah. a story so i don't think it worked out that well i still liked it i mean storytelling by just using an album is pretty difficult right it is it's possible though and then of course you can do it individual songs too which was what was done with shelter back a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. i mean yeah there's a lot of music videos that have been animated um but i think interstellar itself is pretty unique in that it's the whole album that they animated and i mean it's unique for a reason because like we've said before it made a huge uh, loss of profit Mm. so not the best like uh role model for uh further projects of the of a similar uh kind true i mean if you're talking about just pure profitability you're right i mean obviously the people that made this feel like it was a success because they've talked about it so much that's true but it's hard to like sell that to a producer yeah true hey if you give me four million i'll give you maybe forty thousand back <laughs> that sounds like something i'm totally into you sign me up. are you trying to sell me on a pyramid scheme <laughs> upside down no, pyramid it's not scheme. it's not a pyramid <laughs> um but yeah this is like the first time i've heard the discovery album in full and still the singles that were released on the radio were the best songs for me um the romantic songs were like the second best which were digital love and something about us especially because the visuals complemented them really well um and the rest of the album was all right it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't like super amazing it was just all right for me I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, I, I love all the singles from Discovery, but probably my favorite uh, my favorite individual song is or piece of music is probably Veritas Quo. I don't know why I like that piece of music so much, but I really, really do. It's the pipe organs. It, it Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd also agree with show. Like, my favorites are basically what you would consider the radio hits. Like something about us, digital love, uh, one more time, one, one more time, <laughs> and I, I and I, every other song is also just okay in my opinion, uh, except too long. I didn't like that the end song, but <laughs> that was means, it too long for you. <laughs> it, it's a fucking ten minute song, dude. Come on, it's a ten minute long piece of music. <laughs> That's oh, way too God. long. I, I don't have an attention span for that. I like there's there's a story I don't know if it's true or not but I've heard it that uh, Tehoma and Krista one of the members of Daft Punk was so pissed that they couldn't make that a single <laughs> I'm like dude it's 10 minutes long no radio station on earth is gonna play a 10 minute long song I've heard this exact same story before about Bohemian Rhapsody because oh, it was dear. 7 minutes long yeah <laughs> I mean they usually just do radio edits of long songs that that's are true. popular yeah uh but yeah that's that's the thing though i mean i think you either really like this kind of music or you really don't there isn't a whole lot of in between um maybe there is i don't know it just feels like there's people that just kind of like this music and then there's people that don't i've never met someone who says they're kind of eh about electronic music like this french house music yeah yeah <laughs> this is a very specific genre of music too like when even when Daft Punk made its way over to the U.S., it was very specifically because of how mm. weird it was. Like, 
Yeah. This is before. But I think I think that people like the club owners wanted to play their music just because it was so different than anything else they were playing. Well, this is before the huge boom of EDM, right? Like electric yeah. dance music did not really start taking off until like twenty mm, tens and above, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, like, sometime around that that time, yeah. That's when it all really started getting super popular. Like it started gaining traction towards the late like two thousand eight and above, but at the time, like <laughs> circa very late nineties, very early two thousands, house and all that stuff was generally only loved by people who like rave music and stuff like that. So it's again, Daft Punk, weird, weird band, weird but, album. But but I have to say, a lot of the electronic and EDM music that's made today owes a lot to Daft Punk because they were the ones back in the day that got this popular enough to eventually be on the radio and then have its own like independent genre like this that competes on the level of something like rock or pop music. Yeah, I'd definitely say like the stylings of other EDM artists, like, I don't know, Dead Mouse, uh, Volo. Like, Dead Mouse even has the whole uh, the helmet thing, right? The whole mm-hmm. helmet thing mm-hmm. that he definitely copied from Daft Punk. Because to him, he was like, oh, yeah, I love Daft Punk, you know? But Daft, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of electronic artists out there that, uh, that cover their face up in some way when they go out on stage and perform. I think a lot of that is just a nod to Daft Punk. There's also Marshmallow. But, yeah. Well. Like, <laughs> listen, I like EDM, okay? Mm-hmm. But. I mean, there's also but... technically Vocaloid is edm sometimes i mean we, vocally we're can not be gonna go there no we're not because we need <laughs> to anyway, talk about the narrative yeah let's talk, let's talk about the actual story to wrap this up so i mean while there is a story and a like a narrative structure that's built around these songs i can't say that it's a a terribly complex story yeah i I'd mean say... it's more complicated than i thought it would be honestly i, I don't know I, I felt like it was very simple because I mean, there's not telling a very crazy story first and foremost, and there's like parallels to the shady business practices of the music industry. That's really like the only parallel that it has in the movie in a, a moral sense. But mm. the actual structure and narrative of the movie itself, it was <laughs> here's the big bad evil man. Ooh. <laughs> Take, well, take no, down the here's big the big bad, bad evil man that definitely looks exactly like the big bad evil man would look. <laughs> yeah. I was so confused what the moral, like, message was supposed to be. Because I'm like, there's whitewashing going on. There's blackface going on. <laughs> <laughs> there's colonization going on. <laughs> what is happening? There's slavery going sure. on? I yeah. really don't know. <laughs> I... I don't, I'm not, I'm pretty sure there's not supposed to be some overarching message in this story. If there is, I mean, good on them because I completely fucking missed it. Uh, yeah, other than the parallel, I really don't think there was, it was just a dramatic movie of like, oh, here's a big bad guy doing big bad things. Here's our hero come to save the day. Oh, sad things happen and, and then it fucking... But because every single song on the Discovery album has like this different sort of pacing to it, each chapter, quote unquote, of the story also is it. The pacing is varies wildly because sometimes you're like everyone's got to go, 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 and then you, it's immediately followed by this. All right, let's stop and look at everybody now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
again, it's just one of the challenges with building a freaking movie around an album. Even if it's a good album, it's still pretty mm. hard because no one really makes an album with the thought of like, oh, I'm going to make a coherent story with my entire album. It's very mm-hmm. rare for yeah. artists to do that. I wouldn't say it's I very mean, probably, rare, but it's... Uh, it's 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 rarer now than I think it ever has been. I, I think you can say back in the day with like the prog rock artists, a lot of them tried to build their entire albums around the idea of a, telling a story with their music. Like I think so, someone like Pink Floyd, right? You could literally tell a, a story with their music. Yeah, that's why so many fucking laser rock shows are <laughs> themed on Pink Floyd. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it's not like especially with pop music today. There's there's very few instances instances you can point to where a, a an entire album of like a pop artist is used to tell an overarching story. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have possibly improved it by like not playing the album all consecutively and maybe taking breaks and putting in some voice lines because like a lot of um, music videos do that and it kind of helps mm. the story that they're trying to tell. It could have. I I think I just just telling or playing the songs out of order might have just helped a lot. True, but you got to think this was the first of its kind, right? Like obviously everyone else who makes music videos nowadays that try to follow this format to make a, a story off of their at least one song or something where they take breaks and tell the story and narrative. That's like they learn from Daft Punk's uh, yeah Interstellar. Like okay, so we get that you can tell a story with music, but you can't just overlay the album and play it until it ends. That does not make yeah. a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean you could it try. It could have been worse. It wasn't the best, but it's not horrible. Yeah, like True. surprisingly, even with all of the faults that w- and absences of a lot of things in a what you would consider like an anime movie, the story does pretty well. Like I enjoyed the story. You get the gist of all of it. You have uh, the heroes you want to back. You have the the villains that you hate, and you just listen to the music. And it's I don't know, man. It's entertaining as fuck. <laughs> I really yeah, enjoyed I mean, it. You said it though. Like it, it certainly had its flaws, and there there are parts of it that haven't aged incredibly well. Um, but I think when you take it for as the sum of its parts, like the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, right? Because, like, you can sit there and you can point to all the issues that it has and say, well, it's bad because of this, it's bad because of that. But then when you look at it as a whole, I look at it and think, wow, this is really good. And there's also the fact that Leiji Matsumoto was supervising this project. And Mm. Daft Punk, (laughs) this movie expresses a lot of Captain Harlock and, like, uh, Galaxy Express 999, where it's, like, Mm. it has romanticized notions of death. So it's not like there is a boring story in there. It's still again to me very simple and very basic but there is a story that you can follow that i think is works really well with some of the songs in this movie so yeah and by the way if you're out there listening to this and you haven't seen anything by leiji matsumoto i highly recommend it captain they're, harlock. they're good stories captain harlock's really good yeah captain harlock the original captain harlock is great if you can get past the 70s animation quality <laughs> um but the story is fantastic so I guess wrapping this up, uh, there's really nothing to say except what do we all give this? Because for me personally, it's one of only two anime movies I've ever given a ten out of ten to. Uh, the only other one being Makia when the Promised Flower Blooms. Show. I do not like anime movies. I'm sure everyone knows this. 
Um, I gave it a 5 out of 10, which is not as bad as it sounds. Um, it's like, it didn't annoy me, <laughs> but it didn't impress me. It was just like, this is nice. This is okay. I get it. Okay. A 5 out of 10. So you're saying it's just okay. It's just okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I think it's a fair assessment. So for me, I I give it a 10 out of 10, but I'm biased as fuck because I like Daft Punk and I love the Discovery album. Um, like if, if I weren't so biased, I'd probably also give it a very average rating of a five, maybe even a four, just because there isn't a lot in this as a movie, as a standalone project, but... It's, again, like Alex said, it's the sum of its parts is greater, and I just, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, and you can tell, like, you can 100% tell it's a passion project, and there was a lot of passion put into it. Yeah, like, it's not the best out there. There's not amazing story. There's not amazing, there's no voice acting. And the only thing really carrying it is the fact that it's the Discovery album from Daft Punk. Mm. And. Now, I would like to ask, because I think all three of us here are really, we love music a lot. Um, would you want to see more stuff like this in anime? Like, more anime music, like, professionally produced anime music videos like this, where there's actually an attempt to tell a coherent story across an entire album? Oh, yeah. Like, on our, um, God, how long ago was that when we made It's probably about a year ago or so when we talked about it. Yeah, you know, my answer still hasn't changed. Like, I would love to see more of this because I just love immersive storytelling. And it, it's really hard to make a story out of an album, out of music, right? And mm-hmm. you really have to rely on the um, the power, the talents of the people working on this project to do immersive storytelling, to make a coherent story. As a big Lady Gaga fan, I can appreciate <laughs> a good music video. But no, seriously, I, I really do like when... Uh, artists go out of their way to make a really uh, detailed and interesting music video. So I'm definitely up for whatever creative experimentation artists want to do with their music videos, including animation. Yeah, I think Which that's is one kind thing, of... A... Okay, I just... This is one... Go ahead. Like, I was just saying how I like creative uh, music videos, which is, Interstellar definitely is, but this one thing that really pissed me off was that, like, the whole story was revolved around a band performing at a concert which is like the most basic idea i've (laughs) ever had like every single artist and every single music video goes up and does a concert Uh, i'm like okay that's how we're gonna start this but again product of its time right Yeah, I mean, before before streaming, I, I'd like to say that this this you can actually see people streaming a fucking concert in this damn anime. Wow, it was way ahead of its time, wasn't it? Sure, why not? <laughs> not in the beginning when they're doing uh, uh one more time. <laughs> you can actually see people on the alien planet streaming the music uh, the music concert. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's back in the day. That's how people was were entertained by music. They go to concerts. I mean, no, I mean still it's not back in the day. It's but... still currently. Current artists, you see the most latest music video, it's going to be some hoe performing at a concert. <laughs> basic then, basic now. Get a better concept. <laughs> uh, on that note, 
<laughs> Thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. Check the description below to find links to Anime Club, After Dark, on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there do really help us out. With that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. Earl the Darkwood. <laughs> what Where a was funny name. Kanye? <laughs> Where was he at? I came for give, Kanye. Give it, hey, and he give just, it time. He just ghosted me. <laughs> By the way, thank you, Daft Punk, for 28 years of good music. Gonna miss you. I'll miss you.